Sometimes all you have to do is just read the language of the law itself. You charge with one case, you charge with one crime, allegedly, where do you start? You see and hear all this complicated stuff about what you have to do. Where do you start? You start with the complaint itself. Look at the verbiage of what you're charged with. The majority of the people, if they're not charged with being with some drug charges or some firearm or some battery, it's most likely going to be something along the line of obstruction of identification. Even if you did hand them your ID, they're nonetheless going to find something just put up there if they have no crime to actually charge you with. They will create the, the issue and the crime retroactively, meaning after the fact. And the language of that in the Constitution is ex post facto. So if they charge you with anything in the complaint, look at it. Look at the code and look the code up. They charge you with obstruction of identification and they're saying, no, 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 we have reasonable expectation, which we went over. It's kind of tricky. But they will charge you with some trash like that because they think they know what Terry stop me, which most cops don't. They think they have reasonable expectation, but if you don't know what it means, they will get away with it. And most states have similar verbiage like this. For instance, at Illinois, it says, person commits the offense of obstructing identification when he or she intentionally or knowingly furnishes a false or fictitious name, residence address, date of birth, etc., 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 to a peace officer who has one lawfully arrested a person, two lawfully detained a person, or three requested information from a person that officer has good cause to believe is a witness to a criminal offense. So several criteria is here. At Illinois, you can only be charged with obstruction of, of identification if you willfully gave false information to them after they have lawfully arrested you or lawfully detained you or meaning they're giving you a dis distinct difference between being arrested and detained which we went over these are in fact two different things they can be interrelated but if you tell people hey being detained and being arrested are two different things they're gonna look at you cross-eyed but in truth you must know what these two things mean we went over it in the past but now say they ask you for ID and they did not articulate a reasonable suspicion of a crime that took place is taking place or is about to take place which they are supposed to do according to the Terry stop which is what they usually invoke without your knowledge and you refuse to give it to them because you just didn't feel right but then they charge you with obstruction ident of identification in your mind you think an obstruction of identification mean you you're refusing but in truth, at your state, the language of the law for obstruction of identification, even though you see this word obstruct, then you think it means to block. To you, the average man, it might just mean, oh, you're refusing. No. In most states, it simply means they first have to have had a lawful reason to request it. And then if they did request it, you gave them false information. But in truth, you didn't give them anything, but they charge you with obstruction of identification. But how would you know that if you don't know the, the name of the code and the statute that they're charging you with? A lot of people say, don't use their law, don't use their law. It is not their law. 
Common law is the law of the state. Common law is the law that governs every man. Even if you say you're a private citizen, the moment you interface with anybody, commerce simply means the natural interface. When you look at the summary of all of it, from banking dictionaries to law dictionaries in the 19, 1800s and the modern ones, different editions, the summary of it will tell you it's just a general interface between one man and one woman within society. When you go out there, there are many stipulations of commerce that you're involved in that you don't even know about. Things like eminent domain, things like uh, laws regarding easement. You're walking down a, 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 a sidewalk or traveling down the road. All these things apply. Do you know them? So you have to know these things. The basic things like obstruction of identification, if they charge you with something like this, you would think it's because you denied them the ability to receive a form of identification from you. When in truth, that's not obstructing identification. Identification, obstruction of identification means you gave a false information after they've lawfully arrested or detained you, or after they have witnessed you committing a crime, or if you were a witness to a crime. That is what obstruction identification is not you merely refusing to give them an ID. So know the language of the law, and the language of the law itself is usually written on face of the complaint. The verbiage they use for that in public courts, in public courts, is quote unquote, the four corners of the complaint. And then whatever they put right there is the prima facie evidence of the supposition of guilt. And if you don't know what supposition of guilt is, or what it constitutes, which is the language of the law, then you will not be able to properly do your affirmative defense. So where do you start when you charge with anything? Read the complaint itself. Look at the statute and the code. Look at the common law of your state. Read the verbiage of it and see if it matches what actually occurred. Then you go from there. Because once you understand the language of the law compared to what really occurred, from there you'll be able to construct your affidavit of truth from there, you'll be able to construct your affirmative defense. From there, you'll be able to create a proper constitutional challenge and be able to actually speak about it beyond just filing some paperwork. From there, you'll be able to properly deny each allegation. From there, you'll be able to properly create certain moves to the court to actually dismiss the whole proceeding. The best tool to any complaint is a motion to dismiss. Best of luck.